Hey everybody, thank you for joining me today on the Lifescaping for the Believer podcast. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Dylan Stevens, and I'm so excited that you're here. This right here is where we focus on beautifying and enhancing the life that God has given you. Beyond just calling yourself a Christian, what does it mean to walk intimately with God through Jesus, and how do we live an empowered life by the Holy Spirit? I promise you that your life on earth is so much more valuable and important than just acquiring a ticket to heaven. And though that's the best part, it's not the only part of the upward calling of Jesus Christ. So sit back, enjoy the episode, and be sure to share this with somebody who needs to hear the Word of God today. Well, thanks for joining me, everybody. I'm so glad that you're with me. Hey, I got a really good episode today, and it's actually going to preface a series that I'm beginning. And I just got to say before I dive too deep into this that I have definitely missed my podcast. And weirdly enough, it's been a crazy summer, but I'm not going to throw any excuses around. We got an episode coming out right now, and I'm so thankful that you're listening in. This is Lifescaping for the Believer, and today's episode is a preface to the series that I'm starting on how to live a sin-free life. And before we get into how to live a sin-free life, I want to talk about the three ingredients for a solid foundation in Christ. In fact, these are the only three ingredients that Jesus ever mentions in having a solid foundation. And when you have these three ingredients on lock, you know how to operate in them. You know what the definitions are. You know how to use and combine these three ingredients for a solid foundation. When you think about mixing concrete, it's dust and water, fines, and all the different ingredients that go into concrete. When they're separate, they don't do anything. In fact, it's absolutely useless. It might as well be sand that you're building on, building on ironically. But when you combined the necessary ingredients for concrete and you let it settle, it will be a firm foundation that does not shift like the moving sand. And so these three ingredients are absolutely crucial. This isn't going to be a long episode, but this is a crucial episode before we get in to how to live a sin-free life. Because growing up, one of the things that frustrated me the most was, was how often I came back to the basic foundation of repentance, the very fundamental doctrine of repentance. I spent my the first close close to 18 years of my life just thumbing around in repentance. I would I would do well for a couple weeks, couple months, maybe even a year, and then I would fall back into something stupid, something I hated, something that disgusted me, and I would go back to repentance. And it would be a daily thing, maybe it would be every week, maybe it'd be every month or a couple times a year. I would find myself so angry because I kept having this repetitive cycle of falling back into sin. And so today, I want to squash it with you. I want to give you the three ingredients for the solid foundation in Christ. So turn with me to Hebrews 6, verse 1. This is going to be kind of our, our staple scripture, the doctrine of what it looks like to live a sin-free life. This is where we're going to begin for the three ingredients of a solid foundation. But first, I want you to understand this scripture right here. The writer of Hebrews writes, This is the lens that you have to look at this through. Because if you don't, you'll get angry and you'll, you'll begin to, to muster up all this frustration with repentance. And here's what it is. okay? Hebrews 6.1. I'm going to read it. The writer says this, So let us stop 
going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Now, what basic teachings are he talking about? He's talking about when in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives us the three ingredients for a solid foundation in Christ. Okay, those three ingredients for a solid foundation in Christ are the principles that he's talking about here, the basic teachings about Christ again and again. All right. The writer of Hebrews says, let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again, which means there is a point in your walk with Christ in which you have to settle in your mind once and for all that I understand these three ingredients. They're firm. They're solid. It's no longer sand and water separate. It is firm concrete, so to speak, as a metaphor. I understand these things. They are solidified in my mind, spirit, soul, and emotions. This is how I operate. It's what I fall on. You know, when I was in sports in high school and college, my coaches would always tell me that you will never live up to your expectations. You'll always fall to the level of your training. So you can have the greatest expectations in the world for your faith, but it doesn't matter. It all matters. It all depends on the foundation you have. You'll always fall to the level of your training. Nobody rises to the occasion. They fall to the level of their training. And if you aren't trained properly, you're going to fall into what the writer of Hebrews says. He says, let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let's keep going. It says, let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again and again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds. Other translations say dead works and others say sin. Repenting from sin and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment, and so on. God willing, we will move forward to the future understand to the further understanding. Alright, this is our lens that we're going to be looking at this through. If you want to understand and walk in a sin-free life, which means that you have stapled this foundation to your heart and it doesn't it doesn't waver anymore. You understand how to operate and how to combat temptation when it comes to a scripture says that there is no temptation that is not already common to man. Which means you're not going to go through anything that somebody else has not already overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Which means that you can operate in a sin-free life. It means that there is freedom available for you. Colossians says that he has transferred you from the kingdom. Jesus has transferred you by his blood from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his beloved son. Which means you don't have to settle with going up and down and this roller coaster mentality in sin. You can settle and operate in this fundamental understanding of what it means to have a solid foundation in Christ. Okay, so this is our lens. There is a basic teaching that if you continue to dabble in, you'll never be able to get into the deeper things of God. And we have to move forward into the deeper things if we want to really achieve the calling and and excel in the calling that God has in our life. Everybody has a calling. And if you don't move past the fundamental importance of repenting, then you're you're going to you're never going to be able to tap into that full potential. All right, now that we have that square, this is our lens, okay? I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 6. All right, I'm probably only going to have time to hit the first ingredient, but I'm going to try to get through all of them, 
Okay. And I, the reason why is because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be doing an hour long episode each time anymore. Instead, I'm revamping the podcast a little bit and I'm going to make these episodes more like 20 minutes because I want people to be able to listen to these on their way to work or when they're just getting ready in the morning. I want it to be quick, efficient, straight to the point, something that you can really chew on and get the meat of God's word. Okay. Matthew, or excuse me, I said Matthew. I meant Luke chapter six. Okay, Luke chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 47 or 46. Luke 6, 46. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? So right there, we already know that these are people who are claiming to be followers of Christ. Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? 47. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teachings, and follows it. It's like a person who builds a house and digs deep, laying the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and does not obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against the house, it will collapse in a heap of ruin. If you guys are curious, I'm reading out of the NLT Bible. And I want to compare a couple things here. Okay, if you look at verse 47, it says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teachings, and then follows it. Those three ingredients make up what's called obedience. If you want to know a very straightforward definition for obedience, it's come, listen, follow. Come, listen, follow. And so right there, we have our three ingredients that I'm going to break down of a solid foundation in Christ. Come to me, Jesus. Listen to my teachings and then follow it. In fact, he even says in verse 49, anyone who hears these words or hears and doesn't obey. In other words, he could have said anyone who hears and doesn't come to me, listen to my teaching and follow it is like a person who builds right on the ground without a foundation. He's comparing obedience to these three ingredients that make up obedience. Coming to Jesus, listening, and following. So our first ingredient is come to Jesus. Everything in Scripture points to Jesus. Matthew 5, verse 40. Okay, I'm going to flip there because I want to read this one to you. I also don't want to get it wrong because it's easy to misquote this one. Matthew 5, verse 40. It says this. Hang on a minute. I think I wrote down the wrong one. Oh, I think it's John 40. My bad. Now that explains it. So John 40, John 5, 40, excuse me. I'm going to flip there and double check myself, but I'm pretty sure it's John 40. John 5. Yes. Okay, not Matthew. So it's John 5, 40. It says this, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. All of Scripture points to Christ. He is the pinnacle of all Scripture. 
And it goes on to say, yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. John 10.10 John 10 says that Jesus has come so that we might have life and life abundantly. So you can spend your entire walk with God. You can spend your entire walk, excuse me, you can, you can spend your entire life searching the scriptures and even trying to listen and, and follow them. But if you don't start with coming to Jesus first, it's all in vain. In fact, Jesus even said it himself right there in Matthew 540, or excuse me, John 540. He said that you search the scriptures because you think it'll give you eternal life, but I am the provider of eternal life. So turn your eyes from scripture first and look at me. When I fill you with my spirit, then you'll be able to read scripture appropriately. Then you'll have the appropriate lens. You'll have the tools. You'll have the mindset because scripture also says to put on the mind of Christ. So if you're reading scripture, what am I trying to say? I'm saying that if you skip coming to Jesus, in fact, I've done this before, where you just go straight to the word, as good as the word is, the very first chapter of John says that the word became flesh and the word was with God and the word was God. So if you don't first pour your time and energy into be into the fellowship with Jesus first, which means you submit yourself to Jesus, to Christ, to the Holy Spirit, to the Godhead. Come to Jesus. Then you're going to do the rest of it in vain, and it'll be a work of the flesh because you're trying to interpret Scripture in your own mind, in your own understanding. You're trying to follow it in your own senses and experiences, and it will not work. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. You guys probably know this one. And I will give you what? Rest. If you want to know if you have come to Jesus yet, look at the level of your rest quality. I'm not talking about how well you sleep or nap. I'm talking about how well you walk through the day settled in your mind. That I am rested. The, the things in my life and on my life are nothing because Jesus took those. All those who were heavy and, and weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So coming to Jesus means that you're, you're submitting all that to him and saying, I'm coming to you with everything, with all the mess, with all the muck and mire, with everything, all the good that I might have done. I'm, I'm coming to you first and submitting it all. I'm submitting it all. He said, I'll, Jesus said this in, in Luke chapter 6, that I'm gonna, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me first. It's like a person who builds a house and digs deep. You're the, the, the first ingredient has to be you coming to Jesus. In fact, we can even go to Revelation 22. I, I'm probably verse, I think it's verse 17. The last book of the Bible. Yeah, right here. Now remember, Revelation is literally the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what the whole the whole book of Revelation is about. So it says it says this in 22 verse 17. The Spirit and the bride say, "Come, let anyone who hears this come. Let anyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who desires Okay, listen to this closely. Let this soak in. If you haven't been listening yet, listen right now. Let anyone who desires 
drink freely from the water of life. Now, if you remember from the story of the woman at the well, Jesus said, if you would have asked of me, I would have given you living water. Jesus is the living water that refreshes, that restores. Jesus is in a business of restoration. So if we'll, if we'll put on this understanding, this first ingredient, and say, Jesus, I'm coming to you first before anything else. I, I don't want to operate out of the flesh. I only want to operate with our two spirits tandeming this life. Come. Anyone who desires can drink freely. So what's your responsibility with ingredient number one? Desire Jesus above everything else. Desire to walk with him. Desire to talk to him. Desire to receive from him because he's a good father. He's a part of the Godhead. And it also says in, I believe, Matthew 7, that God is a good father who gives good gifts to his children. If you... If you skip this and you try to go straight to the scripture, straight to the pastor, straight to the whatever, you're going to operate out of the flesh and you'll be exhausted and frustrated because something is missing. And I'll tell you what's missing. Come to Jesus. Spend time on your knees in prayer before him, submitting and petitioning before the Father. You can still be weary and heavy laden. Did you know that you can still be weary and heavy laden and you can know all of scripture? Knowing the scriptures is not the key. That was one of my mistakes. In fact, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, my desire for, for knowing the scriptures became so heavy that I would rather sit in the closet for, for six hours reading the scriptures and getting so much revelation. And it was wonderful, but I still felt stressed out. There were so many other parts of my life that I felt stressed out and frustrated in because I wasn't excelling in my calling and I wasn't coming to Jesus first to allow that scripture to become an overflow in my life because that's the goal, to live in overflow. Scripture says that my cup will runneth over. If you want an overflowing cup, Jesus has to be the base. So looking back at Hebrews 6.1, we got to move past the basic teaching. So the first ingredient that you've got to settle in your heart today is that you're going to come to Jesus. And that will be, that is the, the beginning point of everything. Whether you've called yourself a Christian for 40 years or for four hours, you have got to start with Jesus. If you'll do that, if you'll fully submit, then the second ingredient will become a propellant for you. And we're going to talk about that in our next episode. Okay? These are the preface episodes to the series called Living a Sin-Free Life. You won't be able to live that sin-free life until you get these three ingredients on lock. All right, guys, let me pray with you. Okay, This is crucial. This is like the top dog ingredient. All of Scripture points to Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate revelation. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I have come that you might have life and life abundant. Jesus is the point. Have a relationship with him today. If you've never given your life to Christ, meaning you've never come to Jesus and said, I am not worthy. You've come to Jesus and said, Father, I know that you've come for me. If you've never given your life to Christ, I want to do that with you, even though I've never met you face to face, maybe. 
If you want to give your life to Christ, then I want you to pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe that you came, you died on the cross, and you rose again for my sake to save me. I confess that you are the Son of God. I ask that you would come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me and make me new. I believe and receive the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Let me, let me be the first to say that. Coming to Jesus is the most, it is the most relieving sensation ever. I mean, the most relieving, it, it just takes all the pressure off of you because now Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father and He is interceding for you on your behalf. And He has come for, your, for you to have an abundant life on this earth and in heaven. So now, the second ingredient, I want you to stay tuned, okay? In the next episode, which is going to be coming out in just a couple days, okay, we're going to talk about the next two ingredients, and I'm going to do my due diligence to make sure I get both ingredients in. I just, I don't want to miss anything. So I'm, though I'm shortening the episodes, I still want to make sure I get all the content in. So it'll be more episodes, but a little bit more spread out. So that way you can make sure you're getting all the right information in, and we're not just blowing through this and blowing smoke, so to speak. All right. So ingredient number one is come to Jesus. Look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. I love you and I'll see you then.